Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about SEER. Um, that's uh, Survive, Evade, Resist, and Escape. So, um, I don't know if we're going to talk about each one of those in equal parts, but we're going to definitely cover everything here. Um, the Air Force, basically after uh, Vietnam, when they had you know the POWs and stuff like that, the Hanoi Hilton... You know, Jane Fonda, all the things that, that bring happy memories, you know. Um, they started thinking, you know, we need to come up with a plan to make sure this doesn't happen and to prepare people how to deal with it. Um, you know, you don't want them to be scarred for life and end up like John McCain, right? We can't have that. So basically, I mean, to get right into it, it's basically, you know, initially like a game of hide and seek. You know, when there's bad guys out there looking for you or, you know, you're, you know, trying to get away, you need to, you know, find a way to disappear. And that's really the trick. And a lot of people are, you know, short-sighted. Do you know your surroundings? Do you know what you're around? Um, I mean, there's kind of two different approaches for, you know, wilderness and outside and versus maybe in a building in the mall or on the streets in the city, 
you know, there, there's different ways you're going to want to look at it and, and approach the whole situation. Um, so, you know, obviously we would never run from the police and, and they're there to protect us and, and we love all law enforcement officers. But um, let's say hypothetical that we're in North Korea and we're hanging out and, you know, things uh, don't appear as friendly and, and we're not sure that Trump's really going to work out a deal to get us freed if uh, we get caught. And we're hanging out, you know, smoking cigarettes on the corner, tearing down propaganda posters. And the policemen are like, hey, you, come here. I want to talk to you. And we're like, whoa, what do you do? So, one, I think creating a false sense of ease might be, you know, a, a good approach. You know, like, oh. Hey, buddy. I mean, you know, again, if you think you're far enough away and, and any time that you waste talking to the police, they're going to close that gap between the two of you, you want to just bolt. You want to, one, be in shape. That's why these things matter. But two, you want to be ready to move. Um, you got to be sure that the people you're with, you know, if you're you're in a group, are able to, you know, react it the same way and you got to consider your plan of escape to relate to how uh you know how well they can move or maybe you need to create a distraction if these are people you care about that you put you know their life over yours maybe your family maybe your kids your wife um so you know if you're far enough away you might just want to disappear now obviously this is not in a friendly world that you know, th this is in a world where these people are not exactly out to help you out. Um, so, you know, that immediate, you know, put as much distance between you and them as possible. And, you know, if you think that you're in the middle of a field, like I said, that, that changes things. We're going a different way. But if you can get to cover right away, that may be, you know, the initial move. Um, if you're close enough, you know, the guy comes up and, and taps you on the shoulder and is like, oh, excuse me, sir, I, I can't help but notice you're ripping down those propaganda posters, and we frown on that here in North Korea. Well, then you might want to kind of put the guy at ease and, and talk to him and, oh, you know, I didn't know, I was confused, I thought that was a anti-Kim uh, Jong-un poster and, and I wanted to get rid of it because I didn't want anybody else to see it. I didn't understand the language, but then as you're creating that, you know, that ease, that peace, then, you know, you want to look for the moment when you can kind of try and get out of there. Now, there's another moment. There's the, oh, this guy bigger than you, probably doesn't happen in North Korea, but, you know, who knows, comes up, puts his hand on your shoulder, and, man, he just slaps cuffs on you or zip ties or you know, duct tape or whatever, that, that's another story. Then we got to look at the next step, you know. Um, so you just kind of got to be ready. You got to be, you know, paying attention to these things. You don't get caught in that tight situation. Um, you know, the, the first thing is uh, survive. And being aware and not putting yourself in that kind of condition you know, moving in a more clandestine uh, kind of mode, uh, maybe being the gray man, that kind of stuff. 
um, that kind of mindset is, is what's going to be, you know, your initial survival. You're going to want to be able to, you know, not get into the situation where this is going to be, you know, the issue where it's life threatening and, and you're concerned for your life and your safety. Um, you know, being locked up abroad, you know, we'd talked about that in the past is not something that, uh, anybody wants to ever experience. So anyway, just a thought there. So the initial contact, you're going to want to basically, you know, get away as quick as possible. Um, maybe some martial arts might be in your, uh, in your repertoire. Maybe it's something you need to look into. There are a couple of moves when people grab you to be able to resist. Um, if you don't have any of those, I'll, I'll try and put some links in the show notes. Um, let's put some uh, stuff for the YouTube there. But you get basically need to find a way to break away and, and disappear. Um, now, th- that's just the starting point. Uh, so now the next thing, it's uh, survive and then evade, right? So we're going to evade capture. Now, what that means is you need to get out of sight and you need to get out of sight fast. Now, the problem is you can't duck into an alley and then, oh, I'm just going to jump behind this garbage can and, and hide here. He'll never see me. Well, that's cool, but cops have radios and, and they talk to people and they're going to come search the alley and they're going to make sure. So you need to find a way to keep moving and get out of the area as fast as possible. Um, you know, maybe if it's one guy, it's two in the morning, you don't think he's going to be able to get back up there right away. Maybe you hide somewhere where you think it can get you another moment to either slip out or, you know, run away once he gets to the other end of the alley. That That's a different story. But if he knows he's got you cornered in, it's going to be a problem. You know, he's going to take his time, do a thorough search, and you need to prepare for that. You need to, you know, run in the right direction. You need to think before you act. And that's always, you know, kind of what we have to do as preppers. That's that's this whole prepare thing that we do. Um, you need to have a way to, you know, have a plan, have a all right, what am I going to do here? What's around me? Where can I go? Um, but definitely disappearing and out of sight is is definitely going to be your motive. Now, there's also like through the woods. That That's kind of a different thing. Um, th- there's different things you can think of. Uh, if you can move with like herd animals, I know, you know, farm, whatever. I don't know where that's happening. Um, maybe change your gait. Maybe some like decoy tracks, you know, they talk about people, you know, walking and and coming back around on their own tracks. So that way it kind of splits off into two and hopefully one of the split offs you can uh, do a little more discreetly. Um, You know, that kind of stuff. Now, another thing that's really an issue with evasion is dogs. If somebody's coming after you with dogs, you're in big trouble. One um, dogs are pretty friggin' smart and they can smell stuff. I don't know if you guys remember way back, we talked about tracking and, you know, it was like, you know, just your skin cells, you know, dogs can smell, you know, thousands of times greater than what we can. And they're going to notice the littlest things. So there's a couple of 
like tips, helpful things you can do when avoiding somebody chasing, chasing you with dogs. Um, one, you want to put as much distance between you and the animal. Well, that just sounds like common sense, but also it's going to get harder to track when there's, you know, when you're further away, they're going to smell less. You want to, uh, try and move through harsh terrain, uh, stuff that's, you know, going to be difficult for the handler to follow and maybe even difficult for the dog to follow. Now, obviously, you know, you might be a little bit more willing to get some pricker uh, thorns and stuff stabbed in your side. You might be a little more willing to get your clothes torn or crawl through the mud that maybe somebody, you know, in their police uniform and all their gear might not be willing to do. That's, you know, something to talk about. All these movies... You know how they always talk about, oh, I'm going to go in the stream and I'm going to go up the stream and, and, you know, then the dog's not going to be able to follow my scent. Well, in a way that's true and that's kind of a good thing, but what happens is uh, when you're wet, you end up having a greater smell about you and it actually becomes easier for the dog to smell you when you come out wet. So... If there's any way you can cross water with maybe a zip line or, you know, through the trees branch or something like that. If you can stay out of the water and cross it, excellent. That's the way you want to do it. You do not want to uh, end up just trudging through the water because you're just going to regret it. You're not going to help anything. And, you know, so just keep that in mind when you're doing that. Um, I, I read an article, they, they were like, oh, well, you know, if you put a uh, petroleum jelly on your skin, then your skin cells won't fall off. That sounds completely impractical and ridiculous to me, but I thought I'd put it out there. Somebody felt it was worth mentioning. Um, they mentioned, uh, maybe making, uh, sharp, large turns, um, basically like going in a big circle, um, kind of makes the handler question the dog. Like, why would somebody running away do this? This doesn't make any sense. And that you just start to put that doubt in their uh, mind. So that's something you can do. Um, you know, might help. They also mentioned, uh, and this is basically my research, uh, you know, other podcasts, books, different things I've read over the years, um, videos on, on seer training. Um, if you can travel with the wind, um, if you're going against the wind, it's actually blowing your scent right towards the dog. And believe it or not, it really makes a difference. Um, if you're going with the wind, it's kind of going with you and that will actually help you to, uh, keep moving forward and, you know, away from the sniffing dog. So with that, well, next on my list is resist. Now, resist would actually be, you know, fighting and, and trying to get, you know, stop your attacker, your assailant, you know. We're assuming, you know, you're following the laws and, and doing the right thing here. You're, you're following the moral code of the world. And, you know, hey, when it comes to that, this is your life. Um, is there a way that you can get out of there? You know, believe it or not, sometimes... <laughs> The, uh, the risks, you know, you, this is uh, man back to preparing, um, one 
preparing to know how to fight, to know how to protect yourself, but two, to prepare yourself mentally, you know, decide where you are, what, what level of risk are you willing to take? You know, some people would think, oh, I would never, you know, hit a law enforcement officer in the face and, and run away. And again, I'm talking about in strange, extreme circumstances of, you know, whatever, but is this going to mean your life? Is this going to be the life of your family? Is this, you know, what's going to, you know, what are the consequences to whatever, you know, you, you're you about to face? Now, obviously, you want to think about consequences before you do actions that will lead you down this road or take you into a bad place. But once you're in that position, you know, what, you know, maybe this is a risk that you decided was worth taking. This is something you were willing to do in order to, you know, not have problems. So you need to, uh, you know, go in with a plan and be ready to uh, deal with the consequences. And if that means, you know, brutal, violent attacks, maybe that's what it takes to get you out and to freedom. So you need to decide a plan and how you're going to be because you're going to be able to react so much quicker, so much more confidence and force if, you know, you go into this with the right mindset. Now, resist, they actually, you know, what I was saying, you know, kind of fighting back, that's still kind of more the evading capture that they're talking about in this mindset. Um, Resisting is also, you know, once you've been captured and you're hanging in your bamboo cage over, uh, you know, swinging from a tree in the middle of nowhere and they're poking you with sticks, Resisting is not giving in, not, uh, you know, divulging, you know, information, not, you know, helping them with propaganda of, oh, you know, you know, Kim Jong-un is treating me humanely and, and I really realized that America was wrong and bad and, you know, whatever. So this is kind of that kind of thing, you know, the, you know, name rank serial number kind of thing where, you don't divulge all your uh, your stuff. Now, I, I I don't know. I got to tell you, back when I, I was in boot camp, I really feel that they do a good job of basically having you put your mind somewhere else. Um, that was a big thing for me. Like in the Navy, you go out to sea for six months, eight months, nine months at a time. And you don't get to see your family and whatever. And I I got very good at compartmentalizing. Um, Basically putting your mind in a, you know, a a different place. Uh, You know, I mean, like in this aspect, it would be, uh, I would think of, uh, you know, I deal with my family and that kind of stuff when I'm at home. I just really think about work and, and that is my life. Uh, guys who were thinking about their family all the time while they're out at sea, they're just miserable and they're crying and they're unhappy and they're sad and they're lonely. And you just really have to kind of focus as, well, my life when I'm out at sea is this, you know, and you focus on that. And I think they really push that kind of mindset in boot camp. And it's really something that's going to apply, you know, if you end up getting captured. It's, all right, this is my world. And then what, you know, is in my world? My world is to 
gather information, one, intelligence about the bad guys while I'm here. I can see who's in charge. I can see how their operation works, what's set up, maybe get clues of what they're planning. You know, maybe I'll be exposed to some stuff. Now, if I'm in a concrete cell and all I get is, you know, food slipped under the door, you know, once a day, a piece of bread or something. Well, no, I'm not really gathering much information from that. But even that, I can, how many different voices I'm hearing that are coming to the door, different, you know, things going on. You can be gathering information at the same time the enemy is gathering information. Um, that's something you need to be aware of. And, you know, I heard a, a story of, uh, you know, a POW, one of the guys back in uh, in um, Vietnam who memorized the, the social security numbers of everybody there he was captured with. And he just, you know, committed it all to memory. So when he ended up getting released... He was able, because they actually, they made a deal when, uh, uh, what's her name, Hanoi Jane there, uh, Jane Fonda came over, and they they let somebody go, and this guy had, uh, you know, memorized all the information, and, you know, they were like, oh, assign a goodwill, we'll let this guy go, and he ended up having, you know, the names, or, you know, the social security numbers of all these different people. Well, that ended up being, you know, collecting useful information. And that's what you need to do. If you can just even notice when you're being brought in, you know, the layout of things, how things are going on, how things are set up, these might be things that help in your escape. And they might also be things that, you know, help your uh, organization in a way to uh, defeat these people later on. Um, so that's something you want to be aware of and always kind of, you know, looking for more and, and taking more, uh, more notes and, and stuff like that in your head, um, and really focusing on it, you know, making that your mission, you have to have a purpose. You can't just sit there being miserable, thinking about how I miss how I, you know, whatever. Um, as far as torture, you know, most people end up giving in over prolonged, you know, berating and, and I think people get talked into, well, this information won't hurt anything. What would it hurt to tell us your name? Because we already know your name. You know, it, it's stenciled on your uniform or whatever. Um, this kind of stuff. That once you start giving a little, you're like, well, what will that matter? That They won't use that to whatever. But if they can piece information together from multiple people you know, little tidbits. Well, if I tell them the time of the attack, you know, they'll stop torturing me, but they won't know where it's going to be or how we're going to do it. And, you know, all this different stuff, you got to realize that anything you give, you know, can compromise, you know, your family or whatever else, your teammates, your, you know, unit, anything like that. So you need to be aware of what you're doing. Um, you need to realize, you know, who's going to be hurt by what you do and, and kind of focus on that. Um, there's also disinformation, but you got to be careful with that. You got to realize, you know, you don't have all the information and you might not be the smartest guy. So and also when they find out that the things are inaccurate, <laughs> it may bite you in the ass, especially if they're getting conflicting uh, information from other people they captured Um Maybe they captured other people after you didn't even realize that, you know, some other people are captured. You don't know. So you need to be very careful with what you do.
Um, with that, you know, uh, torture, like I said, the only thing I can offer you, I have no firsthand experience with that. I just know I've been in, uh, some bad, uncomfortable situations, not where I was being tortured, but I know that it helps to have your mind somewhere else, um, to, you know, focus on certain things and just kind of over and over again of, you know, what your priorities are and what your mission is. Um, if you give in to, oh, you know, that is gross that you're picking out my fingernails or whatever, you know, that, you know, if you're focused on that, it's going to destroy you and it's going to, you know, eat at your brain until you end up giving in. Whereas I think if your mind is somewhere else, it's going to buy you time. Um, it doesn't make things any better. Uh, it just, it, it helps. That, that That's all I got to say about that. Um, I would say any notes and, and anything you can take, it's going to help. Now, it used to be, and, and I don't know how much the military's changed um, since I've been in there, but um, you, it, you're kind of obligated to try and escape. I mean, that is your duty as an American is to kind of keep, you know, moving forward. Um, you're supposed to try and gather intel and, and get out of there. Uh, and, and that should always be your goal. Um, I mean, even, man, if I got sent to jail, I kind of always thought in my mind, you know, if I went to prison over five years, I could probably do five years. But after that, I, I'm not giving you my whole life. And I feel like my mind would always be like, I got to find a way to get out of here. And I know that if I'm in some, you know, prison camp in Cambodia or something, that my mind is going to be focused on getting out of there. So you really always kind of need to be working towards that goal. Um, so with that, there's a lot of cool things. Um, I know there's a company called, I had to pull it up here in my notes, called um, Black Scout Concealment. And they have a... Uh, a uh, belt that ends up hiding uh, stuff inside it. A couple of spots has like a, a cutout in the belt where uh, in the back, you know, so you get your hands tied behind your back. You can kind of work your hands in there and pull out. Um, different companies sell different stuff. I know they have uh, like ceramic razor blades are a thing. Um, great for cutting zip ties or, or duct tape or, you know, anything like that. Um you know, they have those plastic uh, handcuff keys that you, you can tuck in there. They have ones that clip on your belt loops. Uh, I got another link I'll put on in the show notes that uh, send you to those. I might even have a uh, 10% off link. I'll see if I can dig one up. Um, so those are kind of cool. Uh, again, they'll hide in the pouch. One of the things, uh, the Navy SEALs, Special Forces guys, Green Berets, um, I hate to say it now, but, you know, it's kind of common knowledge. I've seen it kind of all over YouTube. So, you know, whatever. We'll just hope no bad guys are listening. But it's already been out there. It's not a big secret anymore. But, uh, you know, those American flags that you always see on people's hats or on their shoulder patch or on their chest. A lot of those people will cut in a pocket and sew a pocket into those 
where they'll hide a, a you know another handcuff key. They'll hide ceramic razor blades. They'll hide you know maybe the little you know tool that they think they need, and it's just one more thing that people don't check that you're able to you know move in with. So you know again, I don't know you know how common knowledge that is, um, you know, but whatever. I, I know that it's out there. So that so it's your obligation to kind of again prepare. You know, you're responsible for you, and that's what I think people don't realize. People want to go through life with somebody to blame, somebody, you know, it's somebody else's fault, somebody has to get me out of here, this isn't right, they're not playing fair. Um, it's your job to prepare as a human being to, you know, be ready for this kind of thing and to plan, you know, ways to get out. Now, the one thing I find that people have issue with or or don't seem to do is you you always need to be thinking. You always need to say, you know, like there used to be that TV show MacGyver, right? MacGyver freaking this guy, you know, would come up with solutions out of, you know, everything. Um, always looking, all right, well, these are the resources available to me. How can I get out of here? Now, again, if we can plan and have some greater resources like handcuff keys or different things, that's one more step. Um, I know there's some videos out there how to get out of zip ties, how to get out of duct tape. What I can tell you with duct tape is you don't want to let it start to roll around the edges because, man, once that stuff rolls into a rope, <laughs> that's a real nightmare to get out. So just keep that in mind. Try and keep it flat until you're ready to break out and make sure you go full force and don't worry about getting hurt when you try and break out of it because you want to make it in your first shot because every time you let those edges roll up a little bit more, it's going to get tougher and tougher. And I got to tell you, if they do so many wraps with the duct tape, eventually <laughs> you're not getting out of it. But who knows, unless you got that little ceramic razor blade we're talking about, different things. Um, I would say, you know, you've seen where people do the shoelace thing and they tie it and they kind of scissor kick or, uh, you know, bicycle their way through the rope that, that actually does work out pretty good for thicker zip ties or for tape. But again, you know, this is stuff you need to, uh, be aware of. And, you know, um, I can say that it sucks having a hood with uh smelly crap on it, on your head when it smells like kerosene or, you know, like it's been on a barn floor for forever and you can barely breathe and you're sucking through a mask. That's not cool. So just things you might not want to get yourself in these positions. Um, all right. Anyway, got off task there a little bit. So when I was talking about MacGyver and that kind of stuff, you need to look for options. I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie uh, War Games, but uh, he's in the Air Force place underground and they, they lock him in this room and he looks around, you know, he, he, he finds a way. He's the computer nerd. He finds some way to maybe disable the door lock. But that wasn't even what's so impressive to me. What was impressive was, all right, let me look through the cabinets. Let me see what option. Let me see if I can climb out ceiling tiles. Or let me see if I can kick through the wall into the next room. Things like that. Um, I was watching some YouTube videos doing research for this and saw a guy, they had him handcuffed. He's sitting in an interrogation room. There's a video camera on him. He's got handcuffs. And they go through like a uh, ring on the table that's holding them. And he just twists the handcuffs back and forth 
until he bends the uh, chain connecting his handcuffs enough that it breaks loose, climbs up through the ceiling tiles, and ends up getting away. You know, I mean, that's the kind of thing that you need to be thinking outside the box. Um, Can I kick through the sheetrock into the next room where maybe it isn't so secure? Now, do you maybe do some listening and kind of check out and hope that they're not sitting there all having coffee in the next room? Yeah, these are, you know, things you might want to consider. But, you know, again, that's paying attention to the layout, watching, noticing when you're coming in, you know, what's going on, where are they putting me? Maybe it's concrete. Maybe you got to, you know, break through it. Maybe it's got heavy metal bars. You know, you got to figure out your options and look for the best thing. Maybe you got to wait till they move you or maybe the guy's bringing you food or maybe you make some kind of, you know, oh, look, I'm bleeding. You got to come in and help me. Maybe you're in a country where they don't care. They'll be like, yeah, whatever. Bleed to death. You're good. Um, You know, it really depends. But you need to always be moving forward and and looking for options. Um, I saw another video doing research for this. A guy uh, is in the back of the police car, and they they bring him into the police garage, and two cops are over there chatting it up, distracted, going on, you know, with their normal lives, and he's sitting in the cop car, and it wasn't really clear if he kind of got up to the front seat and went out that door, or if the back door just wasn't locked, or, you know, I, I don't really know how he was able to get out of the police car, but I know the guy was in handcuffs, and he waited till the moment that the garage door was coming down and closing. And he just kicks open the police car door, jumps out, and is able to like run right out underneath the door as it's closing. And by the time the cops realized what was going on, it took him five minutes to get the door back up. And because it was like a kind of we buzzed you in kind of thing. And the guys who opened the door were in another room and. You know, nobody's paying attention. They're going about their business. And I'm just saying, look for any opportunity. This is exactly, you know, why we prepare, though. Um, Speaking of preparing, you guys know I've been plugging that uh, tack pack, right? And basically, it's one of these, you know, every month they send you a box of gun gear. And it's gun gear, everyday carry gear, self-reliant tools, the cost never changes. It's like forty nine ninety five a month, and the next box is it says is the box that defines Tac Pack. Um, it's a two hundred and five dollar value for forty nine ninety five because what they do is it says uh, they teamed up with an American made defense manufacturer to make an item that will blow you away. Jump in now before we sell out. So I'm excited. It says, once we send this box out, we're going to show you what your AR-15 could look like if you were a tack pack survivor. So I don't want you guys to be sad like, oh, I missed it. I missed this great opportunity to get in on something cool. You know, they're saying this box, $205 value. Now, the thing is, you got to act fast because it's this week that is the deadline in order to make the next box that they do. Um, and I don't know, you know, if it's Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever you're listening to this podcast, you know, you want to uh, jump on it. All I know is, I mean, hey, try it out for one month. If you don't feel you got tremendous value, you got an awesome opportunity, 
then, you know, maybe you change it and you move on. But maybe you're going to be like, wait, this is a great fit for me. And I freaking love Tack Pack. So, you know, there's all these different crate club and different things and things out there. They all have different stuff. But basically, Tack Pack is for gun guys. It's just gun stuff for the most part. Um, you love AR-15s. I mean, if you're if you don't own an AR-15, Tack Pack's probably not right for you. But then again, maybe going out and buying an AR-15 is what's right for you. Then subscribe to Tack Pack. That way you can set it up the way it should be, you know, and and uh, put all the cool things, the different you know options they have out there for you. So anyway, I was excited about it. I can't wait to see what's in there. I'm freaking counting the days, you know. I'm like, ooh, when's this thing going to get here? I can see what's going on. Um, anyway, if you use the code BADASS, they'll also throw in a gun cleaning kit, or uh, sorry, a gun cleaning mat. I misspoke there. So the idea is they're going to send you cool gun parts. Then you're going to get the freaking gun cleaning mat, go with it, throw that down, install the new parts. I mean, that just sounds like a win for everybody. Um, so I don't know. All I know is if you like gun parts and I like gun parts, you like AR-15s, I like AR-15s, you might want to, uh, head over there because this is the time to do it. Um, you know, with this high dollar, uh, you know, option, that sounds like a win for everybody, you know, and, and they always have great stuff. That's the thing. It's not that this month is the awesome month. It's that they constantly have great stuff, and a lot of it is, you know, stuff I didn't know I needed, stuff, you know, cool ideas that I hadn't seen before. These are guys who are in it, who are, you know, seeing the different stuff. They know what works. They know what's important, and they go out and they search out the best deals, and they bring them to you. So if that's something you're into, you like, uh, you know, accessorizing your guns, maybe, uh, this is something you guys need to, uh, you know, jump on. So that's all. I just, you know, hey, thought I'd throw that out there. Plus, you know, when you support our sponsors, you're supporting me and Kevin and, you know, helping us out. So it's kind of a win for everybody. And, you know, we so far we've been able to just promote, you know, people who are like minded and, and really have the same values that we do and, you know, have the same same mindset. I mean, just entrepreneurs, you know, Americans out there doing for themselves, taking care of stuff. Those are, you know, where we should be spending our money, you know, not with nonsense. So that's all I got on that one. Um, Also, when you got the ARs going, all kinds of excitement, you're out in the woods, you're trying it out, you go out, you get excited. Um, You know, there's uh, my medic, you know, you need first aid, you need a good IFAC, you know, that's an individual first aid kit or, you know, different people have different names for that. I don't know how that's possible, but, uh, whatever. Um, you need to have this kind of stuff handy, maybe a trauma bag or, you know, they make some cool ones for, uh, you know, full medic bags or they actually, the one that, that I recently got was, uh, the suture kit. Um, just being able to, you know, do stitches and stuff like that. Something to add to the bag. Um, you know, my overall medic bag and that kind of stuff really, you know, is what makes the difference is, is being able to handle stuff when it comes up, you know, that's being prepared. 
Uh, they're mymedic.us. If you, uh, again, same code, turns out you type in the word badass, 15% off. It's going to take you places. So, you know, different stuff like that. Again, you know, you support them, you support us. Uh, you also know you can support us on Patreon. Uh, you go to uh, patreon.com slam prepping badass. And that's about that. Uh, you guys should be subscribed on maybe our YouTube channel. We've been starting to add some videos, throwing some new stuff in there. Um, Kevin's out doing some camping, hoping, hopefully getting some video for us. Uh, hopefully he'll come back with some good stuff. We got some new gear that he's been trying out and trying to implement. Hopefully, uh, you know, he comes back. I'm hoping that the gear comes back in one piece. Some of the stuff is so cool. I didn't want to let it out of the house and Kevin's taking it in the woods. And I got to say, he's been known to break some knives and somehow thinks knife crowbar synonymous. I don't know. I'm just saying you got to look out for this kind of stuff, but, uh, you guys need to, uh, subscribe to the YouTube subscribe, maybe on iTunes or wherever you're downloading this podcast, maybe leave us a review that kind of stuff helps us spread the word. More people we can reach out to, the less I need to nag you about, you know, our cool stuff here. And with that, stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week. Ooh.